0: Welcome to the Free Butas Network. Hi, this is Evan Track for the Free Butas Network. Today we bring you another episode of 40K
1: Radio. But first, a quick message from the head geek himself, Terrace Cassidy.
0: Terrace would like you to know that there's currently an ongoing Indiegogo campaign to help save the home of Gary Gygax, the birthplace of D&D. If you're interested in helping to save the Gygax home, please refer to the Indiegogo campaign link that's available in the show notes. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to 40K Radio. Hello, and welcome to episode 78 of 40K Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Maddox. With me, as always, is Jeff. Hi, Matt. And Amy. Hello. And today we'll be taking a look at the latest previews from GW, uh, mainly around the Tyranus Codex. And, well, we're going to keep this one short because Adepticon is right around the corner. Which means, as always, we'll talk about hobby stuff that can be revealed. And we'll start with JF.
1: Yeah, so I'm working on my orcs um, that I'm doing for the friendly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it because it doesn't really matter by that time this goes out, I don't think... There's, there's any point in keeping surprises. And quite frankly, here's the thing, right? Like, So this is something I was discussing with Amy um, because we're, we're kind of planning next year as far as content. Because it's almost Hobby New Year. <laughs> yeah, it's almost <laughs> Hobby New Year. There's going to be resolutions and ideas and plans. Like, And one of the things I've grown to really detest about my hobby lifestyle is the secrecy. Like I understand that for uh, like team tournaments and things like that, like you want to keep a lid on things, you want a bit, uh, you want a bit of a surprise for the uh, for people. But I've been kind of using this for every aspect of my hobby, and I hate it. I want to be able to talk about the stuff I'm doing. So right now, this minute, I am putting some finishing touches and highlights on the orcs that I'm doing for the uh for the, the, the friendly i can't even remember what i did or didn't tell on the podcast <laughs> but basically um, i'm doing this kind of speed freak army to go with the theme of space balls because if you've seen the movie space balls which is what the friendly is themed around like there's something about speed and i think you can kind of put the details together from there and yeah so so it's basically a bunch of buggies and a few bikes which don't worry, not a single single a truck uh, squig buggy. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I'm. This is this is for a friendly. I'm not doing any cheese. But yeah, like I'm feverishly trying to get this done in time for Depticon while trying not to stress too much about crossing the border in these unprecedented times mm. and every detail that goes with it. Um, but yeah, no, that's it. And obviously, kind of also admiring the, some of the Ternus things that have been coming out with a lustful eye. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, how, I, can,
0: how about, I was okay, going to yeah. say, I can, I can tell the people out there that I have seen some images of what JF has been working on for his works and you definitely want to check it out. <laughs> it's so dumb.
2: It's so dumb. <laughs>
0: but it so fantastic it. at the same
1: time. <laughs> Did I I tell you – so one of the details uh, about what I'm painting is that each unit kind of has its own color. And I don't know if I told you this, Matt, but I was looking at all my pieces, and I noticed that the colors I chose inadvertently have a very Power Rangers kind of feel to them. Ooh, nice. (laughs) But because I'm really stupid, I decided I'm probably going to try to get myself an Orc (laughs) Megadread and paint him – so that each limb has the colors from the unit of the rest oh, of
0: the army. That's fantastic.
1: So that yeah. I can have my own orc megazord. So I'm crossing the streams. Like there's gonna be like a little Oh I handle something of the space balls because of the whole theme, but then once I add this, like it becomes more of a Power Rangers thing. So, which by the way, Power Rangers is not of my generation at all. No. So no, definitely not. all of this is very weird. That's great. So good. But it's orcs, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> nah, of course not. <clears throat> right. I love work so much. Sorry, go ahead. Right, okay. Matt, what have you been doing?
0: Uh, so I finished up my Titanicus stuff for Adeptcon today. I saw the photo. It looks great. Which was Thank you. I, I did leave the weapon banners off because I just don't have time to scale and, and print and do all that stuff. Here's the thing. Like, I, I saw your post, and I'm
1: part of several Titan group on Facebook, and I legitimately thought this was just someone like, and I saw the, the, the caption, but I didn't see that it wasn't a 40 K Facebook page. And I thought, Oh, someone's bringing a lot of Titans to uh, a not <laughs> realizing that this was not 40 K scale. So you,
0: you did a good job. No, oh, thank you. I appreciate that very much. Don't um, yes, <laughs> it says, you know, and it's um, very close to what a, this is for the doubles event. Um, so I'll be playing with a teammate, but it's pretty close to, you know, what a just a, a solo game would be. So i just have to paint, like, one more Titan. Just spend another 40 hours on that, and then I'll have <laughs> my own force. Um, but, yeah, I was glad to get that finished a little early. The fancy bases came in after a PayPal inquiry was sent. Um, and I got my little nameplates and everything, so they're ready to go.
1: Nameplates were what gave it away from me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They could... Could put a place on the big titans, although they don't really. Yeah, have but I re- there, right? I recognize yeah. them. Ah, yes, yes, yes. So my little guys will be a uh, treasure across the board on Saturday, and um, that has been it for me. That's been my focus is just getting ready for Adepticon. Amy, have you been working on anything? So, uh,
2: so my Adepticon plans changed since the last time that we recorded an episode, and now I can't go, and I'm very sad about it. Um, so I'm diving pretty hard into Hobby New Year. Um, which is a lot of planning at this phase. And also looking at my almost finished army and being like, You need to just finish it, dude. Like <laughs> you need to just like power through and get that done. Um, I also have a nonsense amount of tiny planes, um, which I got a bunch of Forge World ones because I was sad. And um, I hate resin, you guys. I mean it's better than metal. Yeah. And like it's all fine. But it's going to be a lot of tweezers and super glue. And so I've Ugh. been trying to, like, I washed everything. Everything's washed. Everything is mostly straight. Uh, so I've kind of just been trying to, like, psych myself up, right? Because you got to be in a headspace to just sit down with some tweezers and some super glue and some accelerant and just make it happen.
0: Those are the Eldar planes. Yeah.
2: So I got one each of the Eldar planes and then because I was very sad, I also got some Necron ones. And they're real pretty, guys. <laughs> oh boy. Um so yeah, and then and then we'll talk about this in a bit, I'm sure. But then GW is like, Hey, more Eldar planes coming, and I was like, Yes. Only then my hopes dashed.
0: <laughs> are the uh, are the the Eldar ones the ones that require most of the tre- tweezer work?
2: Yeah, there's some tiny yeah. weapons.
0: I had um, one of my epic armies. I had some forgeable pieces for Eldar, and you know they're the the anti aircraft guns that just have four really thin resin cannons sticking straight up. They all came broken. Yeah. It's like oh, this Perfect. is good, great. I I've <laughs> already the
2: you know how the fronts of Eldar wings are real pointy. Yeah, yeah. But definitely s- snapped off the very tip of one wing. Oh. Oh. So now I'm doing the like. Alright, do I just like do I just like straighten out the other one? Because that's gonna look the best. Like there's yeah. no way I'm going to fix it. So And it's just like the tiniest amount that's infuriating and then he resin fast. But it's fine. That's what I'll do <laughs> while everybody's having fun. um being. Resin hell until I get them done. Aw,
1: well, if it makes you feel any better, my plan is to buy a bunch of resin while I'm out. That's true. Uh, that's too. true. <laughs> I need. I mean, to I mentioned the greens. yeah. I, I mentioned the Mega Dread, but uh, I'm still getting a Gargantuan Squiggoth, yeah, which makes me realize i I think I am an orc player now. I
2: think you I mean, I, I think
0: in your heart you've always been an orc player.
2: Yeah, we. That's.
0: I tried, like, I tried to escape, but. Remember, no. you don't choose your
1: class.
2: No. Plus every kit is an orc kit. That's if right. If you're brave enough.
1: So <laughs>
2: it's just I mean, you know, it's how we roll. My
1: my plan is to one day have two trucks, but I will only buy one truck. Yeah. <laughs> buy a truck and probably an impulser or something, some other vehicle and yeah. Smash the two together and make
2: I think doing the I think trucks. the I, I wanna do the uh the AdMec Because yeah. 'Cause that'd be good for orcs. Anyway, that's that's
0: where I'm at. That's that's how we knew your stuff. That's new business. We're still talking about that's old. New business.
2: business. And I'm so yeah, so I'm kinda thinking I'm like, I should just power through and yeah. uh, oh, yeah.
1: you should. It's it's it's, I mean. it's it will be liberating. Yeah. For sure. And then you can pack your schedule with new things. Yeah. <laughs> Don't think of it as an end. Think of it as a new beginning. Exactly.
0: exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of tiny planes and Amy's hopes being dashed, we did get a another aeronautic preview. Uh, these were spotted in a white dwarf prior to their preview, but we are getting the Hemlock Wraith Fighters and Nightshade Interceptors for the Eldar.
2: And they look so... Cool.
0: And there's so many little things that can break off because they're resin.
2: Resin. I was like plastic, right? Plastic. Plastic. Because we've only be. had the one run of, we've only had the one run of plastic. And so these aren't, these aren't the big ones, like the big ones I understand. Uh, but no, we'll do the little ones. So plastic, right? Yeah. Someone asked on the page and I like resin. Ah. Marvel it's because it's not just it's not just the, that the resin's a pain it is also very expensive
0: yeah it's it's not not too i mean you know in the grand scheme of gw it's it's you know the resin is always a little more expensive just because of production runs and, and yeah yeah cost oh yeah like
2: rightfully so but it's just yeah like it's
0: but it, when i look at like but the also loading,
2: it's a pain
0: tell me it's not <clears> the, the price
1: of the resin per volume
0: anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but when i look at things like the uh you know, the little little wings sticking out next to the cockpit. And it's just, there's a lot of... Uh... And
2: they're not going to sit nice on the flight stand.
0: Um, but still, I mean, I think what still, I'm going to do... Still, they're gorgeous. I was, I, at, them. I was looking at my aeronautica stuff, because Jeff uh, and I are going to play a game in Um And I had, I found... For my Eldar or my Harlequins, right? For all their speeders and stuff, there's a, a magnet company that makes. You put a ball magnet on top of the flight stand, and there's like a curved, like it'll accept the ball magnet on top of it. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: So when yeah. I did, um, I I converted all my X-wing ships back in oh, the day, yeah, yeah, and it sure. was a ball bearing on top of the flight stand, and then a ring magnet. Yeah,
0: exactly. On the bottom of the ship. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, and so that's kind of what I was thinking about doing, but then. I don't... Like that now I'm gonna feel like I gotta do it for like a lot of them.
0: And magnets aren't magnets like that. You know, you get a regular disc magnet, it's not too expensive, but when you start getting the specialty magnets.
2: Yeah, they're not. At least they sell like I know at least Green Stuff World, but I'm sure other people do. Like they sell sets for like airplanes. Like yeah, they, games they've with got set it airplanes. all put together and... Yeah, sure.
1: Have you have you guys like I get my magnets, I I really hate to like uh, undercut like the, the the specialty gaming places like uh, like Green Stuff World and and uh, Bar- Mag- Magnet Baron, but um, KG Magnetic um, sells bulk man- magnets and they're really good.
0: Yeah, like, oh, those yeah. prices are reasonable. I use KJ and... for everything unless it's like like the specific flight sand ones I was looking for.
2: Yeah, right? exactly. Like yeah. they're gonna sell me an equal number of ball bearings and magnets in a box of the size of my choosing.
0: I mean. Yeah. And it's you know, and it's I don't that, have to buy
2: two hundred. <laughs> it's that easy
0: excess hobby accessory thing, right? It's like you can get yeah. twenty-five for fourteen bucks or a hundred for fourteen bucks. It's just how why you choose to do
2: it. Like you know? I don't need a hundred, so I'm just gonna You'd be surprised. No, well, yeah, I mean some stuff. <laughs> well,
0: like, right, no, the, if I was
2: if I was magnetizing, you know, if I'm magnetizing a Titanicus, you know
0: Yeah, just that's what I segment, buy the bulk like, for. Yeah, it's, it's just I buy you know the, the three, four, and five like millimeter disc magnets, right? That's what I buy yeah. in bulk. Oh yeah. Yeah, those I buy in bulk, but yeah. like this. I'm this just is saying,
2: a, there's a set of 15.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure, definitely. There's, uh, there's definitely plenty of ways to do it, and I think if with resin uh, aeronautica stuff, it's going to be probably a necessity just because I don't feel like, like dry you testing. Know.
2: Plus, then you can make them bank and stuff when they look Yeah, cool.
0: they look even cooler. Mm. You got to go crazy like I don't know if you guys have ever seen at like, conventions the World War II um, aircraft game players where they use like an extendable antenna and they put it on that so they can do the altitude like they raise it up and down. Yeah,
1: I've seen that. I've, se- I've-, I've seen people do that for aeronautic imperialists from Forge World back in the day.
0: Yeah. Yep. We need to have a nice little dial.
1: So I'm participating in an aeronautic imperialist event at, uh, at Adepticon. It's a narrative event. It looks oh, really cool. cool. It is, unfortunately, the only event for AI. And that... Mm. See, a lot of people will get worried about, oh, they're doing more resins, so that means the game's in trouble. And that doesn't worry me, because I can understand business Right, we know decisions. how production works. Yeah. It's not always as straightforward as if... As, as It goes well, so everything's plastic. Like, you need volume for plastic. Um, but... Lack of interest from the community, that worries me a bit more. Because it is the best game,
0: rules-wise. And well,
1: I do you know, want it to
0: survive. Well, it's it's weird, right? Because they... I don't know if it's just an Adepticon thing, but they do pretty regular events at Warhammer World that constantly sell out for Aeronautica yeah. and Titanicus. It's just, I don't know if it you know, hasn't quite caught on enough for them to do multiple events yet.
1: Well, I think it's because Adepticon is mostly people that that volunteer yeah, to host events. Like if I like the 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 correct answer is JF, if you want more AI events, host one. And yeah. yes, but no. <laughs> no, it's, I've listen. I've I, know, I, know. I know, what you tournaments mean. Tournaments and things, and it's it's not that I don't understand that someone needs to do it. But these guys are freaking heroes for doing that. Sure. Yeah. I am, my heroes'
0: days are. Behind this is
2: why me. we buy them drinks.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yes.
1: I am, um, <laughs> I'm retired Batman, not not actual Batman. <laughs> <laughs> what day is the um, aeronautica event? It's on Saturday.
0: Oh, cool! I'll come by and check uh, it out.
1: And it's it's a narrative thing, which seems very cool for me because that means let's not let's not forget this, it's on saturday which is the day after the friendly yeah <laughs> so i'm basically navigating on hungover the the entire Even time better.
0: i like it cool yeah i'll have to stop by and, and check that out
1: you will it's uh from 4 to an hour that i can't remember it doesn't matter like as long as i know when it starts yeah that's the important part
0: right yeah yeah so, more more Eldar ships coming. Unfortunately, they are or Eldari, but unfortunately there, there they are is. Resin. Sorry, sorry to go cut ahead. you off, but yeah, there, no, there is a
1: silver lining. Even though these things are resin, is that one of the things that I thought was kind of missing? Not entirely. We had some, but not a lot. But one of the things I thought was missing from uh, Aeronautic Imperialist were the forty k ships. Yeah, like. Tau had Forge World fighters and Forge World bombers and Forge World stealth ships, and it's always been mostly the Forge World things. Necrons had not Forge World things, but also a Forge World thing. But you, you like, I could understand that because they have so very few ships. But my wish has always been to see things like the the Razor Shark bomber and like some of the other 40k ships and. Seeing the Hemlock Fighter and the other thing, the Raider, uh, makes me hopeful that we're going to see some of these planes yeah. in the future. And that that is cool because i I want to see the uh, I want to see the, the the Space Marine uh, potato. <laughs> I want to see those other Tau flyers. Like, there's there's so many cool flyers that they get to make into put into this game
0: and have fun with. So yeah, there's definitely a lot of space to work with. Still, with Aeronautica, which is nice.
1: Not to mention, I, I want them to get to the end of what's available and then start adding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seeing what they add then translate back to 40k scale. Yeah, that'd be cool.
0: So besides that, most of our 40k related previews have had to do with the upcoming Tyranid Codex. So <sighs>
2: um,
0: we've got our old Dari <laughs> Codex that's, that's been not released uh, Tyranids look to be next on the block and it all started with the image of the Codex cover, but our first real preview was the Combat Patrol, which is a pretty hefty Combat Patrol. So,
1: <laughs> was I the only, the, first, the only one who, like, when I, f- I first saw this image, like, on Twitter, I thought, it's not April 1st. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's something definitely jokey about it it looks very
2: photoshop copy pasted right right (laughs) it looks like when i did our oops all primaris lieutenant's box yes um yeah it does look like they're just we've just copy pasted all of these all of these little nids on there
1: well the the nids themselves i don't like the 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 box mock-up is photoshop obviously they they always do that but it's just the, the incredible thickness of it, the fact yeah. that it's yeah, fifty three yeah. models is just it's just a bunch, it's just one hive tyrant and an obnoxious amount of gaunts. All of that made me think like that, this is a joke. And and it's not. <laughs> no <laughs> because it would have been a good joke. Hey,
0: there's yeah. there's three Tyran Warriors in there too.
1: Eh, undue
0: concern. <laughs> <laughs> but still, yes, it is a it is a an insane amount of gaunts. Um You get so you get a hive tyrant, you get three trained warriors, three ripper swarms, and thirty six termagons in there, which is is... that is incorrect.
1: Monami. Oh, what a here's the thing, like in the description that's written, that's what they say. But if you look at the photo, they don't just have termagons, but they have twelve hormagons in there. Oh, so they missed the hormigons. Even better. Even better so this yes it's so good that me already standing (laughs) atop 90 of these freaking things if i get this box and i will keep it if i get it (laughs) but if i get this box um i will paint more
0: freaking claws well in in what i like so if if you pay attention to 40k right the big thing now turn is is the big monster list like not really a lot of of Gaunts. Um I like that this is just a swarm, right? It's it's a good start to to getting that swarm army going, um, which hopefully becomes more. will I'll say I mean it's obviously already valid, but we'll say more valid in the competitive sense in the new Codex.
1: Yeah, and, and listen, if you're going to be playing Terranids, let me tell you, as someone who's played pretty much exclusively freaking swarms of these guys. <laughs> Nothing is as breathtaking as putting down sixty plus gons and twenty-ish <laughs> Jean's Tealer on a table. It is so much. Because I don't care fun. what
2: else you're playing. Like swarms are intimidating. Oh, big time! Like because if you are not equipped to deal with a swarm, there's not. You can't pivot. You have a hard time strategizing your way out <laughs> if you don't have like blast weapons. You just kind of have to be like, well. I'm gonna hold these objectives while I can.
0: When when your army stretches, when your one big squad of gons stretches across three objectives, and it's like, okay, come and get me. Yeah, cool. and cool, cool. and <laughs> it's it's
1: also like a, a question of of battlefield coverage. Like at yeah, certain points, you your opponent watches you put unit after unit of gons, and yeah, I, I can blast these pretty quickly, but where do I go now? Like this is there's a carpet of just and chitin and chitin and claws and teeth. What, what's what's my plan? Like how do, how do I how do I manage this? And it's is just it makes for fun games. Slow games though, so that's
0: true. <laughs> so we saw the Kai Patrol. Then we actually got to see one of the new models coming out for Tyranids. Ah oh, man, the parasite of Mortrex. So
1: oh, cool. It's so nice it is. I didn't want to get my hopes up that they were they would do characters like that but of all of them this is one of the coolest
2: here's my favorite thing um so it it's it can do uh it can give you parasitic infection which can cause uh it itches and while a unit is infected with parasites it loses the objective secured ability (laughs) that's so good (laughs)
1: <laughs> I love it because it's simple. Yep. Like you don't need like you don't need and to bookkeep. You don't need to roll anything.
2: And you're not you know, it you're not gonna blow people off of the board with it, but you're gonna get points probably if you do it right. Mm-hmm.
0: And th- and not only that, but also if a unit suffers two mortal wounds from it, then you just get to set up a new ripper swarm.
2: Which is just great. What a time to
0: be alive. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it, it can so cause mortal wounds on a... It's got a 50-50 roll to do D3 mortal wounds and remain infected, or D3 mortal wounds and is no longer affected. But still, just get that average roll that nice too. And Ripper Swarm. That's pretty fun.
1: So fun. Um, uh, I've got like a bunch of the old Forge World Ripper Swarm. Oh, I don't know if you guys... Are... I've got, I think, nine bases of those. I nice. never bothered painting them. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And yep time, time to dig into the old bid box so yeah i'm i'm, ex- I'm excited for that like I, I wanted new models um for, for the tear and that's one at the very least mm-hmm.
0: i'm wondering how big it is compared to other models because it's just you know the picture is just itself right there's nothing for reference near it um
1: well, there there's but, a picture of, of it like in the middle of an
0: army, and it looks very tyrannid warrior size. Yeah, it looks like looks kind of like the size of a uh, what is it a ravener with with wings, right? That's kind of what it is, anyway. Something like that. Yeah, but yeah, should be good, pretty good size. And we got the got to see the Synaptic Imperatives, which is going to be a God. new rule in the new code. Absolutely, my favorite thing so far. I will let you talk about it. Go for it. So the
1: synaptic imperatives, first of all, the synaptic network works pretty much the same way it used to in the sense that you can create a synapse net by having synapse creatures uh, covered a board. But synapse creatures are within range of each other, can now um, sort of transmit their to uh, synaptic imperative. And this is what makes it really interesting, is that the synaptic imperatives are extra rules that you can use once per game, And they confer a bonus, an advantage to, well, the army or whatever the imperative itself is meant to to affect. Like different armies, different units will be affected differently. But what makes this cool from my point of view, because you know I'm not necessarily a, a rules guy, but I am a narrative guy. I love thematics. Is that it makes the fact that you, when you pick a synapse creature, a, a, a creature, a, a unit model that has a synaptic imperative, that will be themed to it. And that theme will permeate through your army when you use your synaptic imperative. So once per battle, like to to get, because this isn't like say a custom job that you buy for an orc unit. This is basically something that's innate and built into the, 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 the character or the unit itself. So zoanthropes have a way of sort of projecting their invul- their invulnerable save through the entire army. You can only do that once if you have a new neur- neurothrope in your army. You can you do it once per battle, but it is thematic to them. It is something that like zoanthropes are known for their annoying three plus invulnerable save, and being able to project that through your army at a weaker form is it just makes it that that choice of that particular model is important, and I love
0: it. Yeah, it's very, very cool that, um... the game this additional ability, and and there are... we've seen three, I'm sure there's gonna be, you know, more, but... There's um, ten! There's supposed to be ten! Exactly, right? So, seven more on top of this, and, um hive tendril is sort of your your chapter keyword right so if all your stuff has the same hive tendril keyword they're all from the same hive fleet which means you get to use these so i also like how they're just like the other codecs is sort of you know yeah. you can't mix and match right you gotta go for one and stick with it if you want your special abilities you of course don't need to but yeah the i think the only hmm?
1: i'm gonna say the only thing that i find a bit annoying and i get where it is but it serves sort of as a limiter is if you want to make sure that you have an imperative for every round battle round, you need to bring five or six different uh, different creatures that have the synapse rule, like that that have a synaptic imperative to project. And I like, in a way, it's great because it limits our propensity to do kind of spam lists of the only of only one thing. But also, like, I can't just say I'm going to do specifically just close combat stuff because i probably don't have six close combat synaptic imperatives i can bring to, to bear
0: yeah it it i wonder i i'm sure there's going to be some sort of strategy right use one again or, or something like that oh absolutely uh, yeah yeah so it'll be sort of a you know maybe you know some of them like um you know, the go to the slaughter, that might be one that you only need for maybe one or two turns. Right. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, first of all, right. If any additional units have synapse in this book and what the different, I mean, if there's 10 abilities and there must be a few different units. So, um, it'll be well, good the, to see the, the, there's
1: already a lot of units that have synapse yeah. that we don't think of it because they don't do much with them. Like, say a maliceptor maliceptor mm, sure. has synapse but first of all never really struck me as the most powerful units. i mean i guess it's a psyker so it can use smite and people love smite but people otherwise smite. me but now if that also has a synaptic imperative that makes it that much more interesting
0: yeah and it'll be interesting to see if some of those units that maybe were thought of as weaker have good imperatives that maybe me make them um you know maybe a more con- little else to consider uh or maybe even just up with their updated stats if they get them in the new book
1: well i was going to say this this is what brings us to kind of like the next thing what the information that we got today is yeah. that they have updated stats um because like every codex they've tr- seemed to have put uh, some effort into balancing units so that there's no like standout you mu- must take or must avoid and today they, they they sort of told us that they were making the tyrannid monstrous creatures a lot more interesting, and I liked what I saw.
0: Yes, so you know their big showcase unit was that they showed us was the Carnifex which is now faster, hits better, has more wounds, and a better save, which is is pretty big for them. Um, even just the, mean, just the weapon skill change is huge for a Karnafex.
1: And and I. They've been carrying a terrible 3-plus save forever. forever. Like, getting a 2-plus save in a Terran army was damn near impossible, which was extremely frustrating as every army
0: was just getting better and better saves wholesale.
2: Yeah.
0: And also buried in there is a little preview of how they changed one of the weapons. Sizing Talons, each Sizing Talon grants an extra attack. So if you take a classic Screamer Killer card effects, you've got 8 attacks which is piece at minus three ap that is uh pretty terrifying
1: i'm, I'm sure points will reflect that and that's oh, yeah. great but i i like that now uh a, ter- a carnifex can do what it used to be like i don't know if you guys remember like the i think it was two editions ago the codex cover had a carnifex tearing open a, a rhino yeah and oh what an iconic image that you couldn't you know, really do in game <laughs> because the like the carnifex had to have been in combat for a round or two to do that, or this was already a
0: weakened rhino, yeah. Or, yeah, it was they definitely weren't as tough as they were perceived to be before or as strong. Um, but in this codex, at least from what we've seen so far, they're definitely going to be a lot tougher. And tiered and monstrous creatures, or carnifex, I should say, also seem to get. What all the Dreadnoughts have, which is reduced damage by one on incoming attacks, which is also very cool for them, right? It makes sense, you know, when you look at it originally, you see, oh, we then only went up from eight wounds to nine. Doesn't seem that big of a change, but then paired with this, reducing damage by one, that is, uh, you know, effectively quite a few more wounds.
1: Yeah, because if you're going to get a creature like that and they increase the point cost for it and it just gets murdered immediately, it's also kind of disheartening.
0: Just watch out for those uh, rail guns.
2: I like the picture they've used on this article, though. At the very bottom of a knight that has, that is now in the wrong neighborhood.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> just yeah. surrounded. Like... He does look like he's about to get mugged. It's like <laughs> he's
2: like, oh no! I do love like they've also got these like crazy plants, and I know that mm-hmm. that's just something that somebody built, but like, I I would pay some good money for some Tyranid terrain.
1: Mm hmm. I. Give me some plastic capillitary, capillatory, capillary mm-hmm. tr- towers. Yeah,
0: yeah. They could to have that. Just doing well with words today. <laughs> those were great when Forge World had them for you know the the six months they had them. Yeah, um, I'd love to see those come back. We we sort of well, every Codex has kind of beginning a terrain kit, so maybe this is new terrain. Maybe this is new to terrain. New terrain.
2: Yeah. Oh, what if what if they're oh. So, I mean, at some point, we're going to get Tyranids in a kill team box. Mm-hmm.
0: Ooh. We got mm-hmm. we got
2: work terrain in a kill team box. We could get we could get some Tyranid yeah. terrain. Yeah,
0: yeah. On,
2: it wouldn't be too bad.
0: Oh. This That would be a great little set right there in that picture to, to show up in a kill team box. Yeah. So one of the things I'm having a bit of a problem with,
1: um, this, is, this is the part that makes me, we're, we're going to talk community here. Yeah. So apparently there's been a leak. And I mean, I've seen a couple of pages of the uh, these so-called leaked uh, Tyranid Codex. Mm-hmm. And I mean, from a design perspective, it looks somewhat legit. And people have been like trading uh, different rules that they've seen. And, and it all, I mean, it's fine. Um, I'm, I'm not going to use these rules until the actual Codex is out anyways. So it doesn't mean anything to me. But... Here's the thing, if there was anything really out of this world, anything that was really worth, like, a new um, Norn Queen model or something like that, I feel that if this leak is legitimate and all that, someone would have said something. Yeah. Like, you don't don't sacrifice your relationship with Games Workshop to leak a codex if you're not going to make a bigger splash than this.
0: yeah but i don't know i don't know i mean i don't know and yeah like, listen, no that I makes am... sense I, I i'm hoping that there's something else i mean the the new creature we've already seen right the, the, is really cool i'm hoping there's still some more new stuff in there i just it, i wonder if it's uh i don't know i guess the term would be controlled leak well here's the thing like and
1: part of me thinks, nah, Games Workshop doesn't do this kind of thing, but Games Workshop has been doing more and more stupid, clever things. Yeah. So, eh, maybe, I don't know. But I, I would really, like, I would love it if that's... Because the timing is way too beautiful for it. Like, we're, we're just yeah. about to get close to... Um, adepticon there's going to be a preview if there's anything big that would be a good place to announce it and the images seem very this is a pdf which means that altering (laughs) altering it to leak to the community in an incomplete form is not hard yeah and uh part of me wants this to be a cheeky games workshop thing to obfuscate um, what they're really doing, and I know it's not going to be bad. That's that would be way too much fun.
0: <laughs> so I mean, I know they do have right external playtesters now to help them, even with the new codexes and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. So if this is from if this is real, right? This is from that. But I've heard those people say that sometimes they don't get to see everything.
1: That's so... very possible.
0: So I I mean I guess you know uh, uh, around this time a uh, a a little a little six days from now we'll, we'll know right because like yeah. you said if there's gonna be anything big oh, yeah.
1: by by the time people listen to this episode you guys you guys already know what the answer to all this is and good for you future people <laughs> but uh, you yeah you've outsmarted me but I I don't know like it's... I'm just expressing my, my hopes, my sure, dreams, sure. and my worries. <laughs> um, I want it to be huge. I, yeah.
0: I something.
1: want something... Like, the Parasite... Don't get me wrong. like The Parasite of Mod Tracks has got me super excited. I want to paint three of them, and even though I know they're probably going to be unique, <laughs> um, the, the the model looks gorgeous. It looks fun to play. Everything about it is stuff that I've wished for, so I'm glad. Like, I'm I'm already...
0: As a Tyranid player, done. We're good. I'm happy. But... No, yeah, I know. And, and you know, Tyranids still have quite a few old old resin kits, as, as we've discussed before. So it would be nice to see a new Lictor and new Raveners and stuff like that in plastic.
1: I well, Raveners are plastic. I thought they were fine cast. Or Raveners are plastic, and they're beautiful plastic. Okay. don't right don't, don't underground burrow or shame them <laughs>
0: um lictors but lictors then right they're still a,
1: lictor lictor yeah. and the death leaper are still resin Biovores, pyrovores are resin but here's the thing like i've i'm i'm confident if they're smart like the the lictor is going to be a uh is going to be something they put out with the uh the Kill Team box that they're eventually going to Yeah. Choose. Oh,
0: for sure. I mean, it makes perfect sense in that game, right? If yeah, there's one exactly. place you'd find a, uh, <laughs> find a Lictor to be in Kill Team.
1: Yeah, it, it sort of has to, with rules to reflect how, and, like, maybe now there are units of Lictors. Uh, there's plenty of things that you could do to yeah, make yeah. it fun. And,
2: and updated like updating resin models is not necessarily 100%. Like, it doesn't have to be tied to the codex for like sure. a new model for would sure. be.
1: No, they 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 updated the uh the howling banshees out of sequence I have yeah. a feeling that we're gonna see them update the rest of the, uh the aspect warriors out of sequence mm. so I'm not married to that being i i'm I think it's probably more interesting to have new kits in this case than yeah, yeah. the two or three kits that they have in resin be updated
0: oh yeah for sure um I'm just wondering if, if that's kind of what. Hopefully, we get to that point somewhere, right? It would just be resin is, as we've already discussed, is, can be a pain. So. <laughs> it's the, the
1: the gap between resin and plastic. It's huge and yet resin is only in second place as the best Oh like, resin
2: is absolutely second I know. place. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Oh
2: yeah. I'll take resin. If I can't have yeah. plastic, I will take resin over
1: anything else. Yeah, yeah over metal sure. oh, or sure. resonated plastic. Uh, or vinyl plastic. Oh my god. Oh, oh, oh it's so of worse. So, it's terrible.
0: So,
2: I know it's the tangential, but in the in the hobby realm, right? Like we've talked about Malifaux models and what a nightmare they can build to be to build because they divide their models like in a dumb way.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well
2: now some of their special sets they've started putting out pre assembled in vinyl and I hate them.
0: Gross. Gross.
2: It's very sad.
0: Gross. Very sad. (laughs) Ah boy. Mm -hmm. Well, (laughs) can't win them all right? No. no, Um, But that's what we've gotten for trained previews so far. Very exciting to see, you know, as we get closer to the... end. actually, as you said, next week, I'm sure we'll... If there's anything huge, it'll be there. I'm interested to see um, what they'll be showing off. Because it's going to be good. Yeah. It's their
2: first in-person preview in, in over, two yeah,
0: well first, over two years. Yeah, Well over two years. Is it three? One. Uh, they, skipped two,
1: they skipped two years, so it's... Yeah, yeah. yeah right? Because, I mean, years.
2: when was the last, like, time they had people... Like, because they don't usually... Oh, well, no, all right. They did oh, it at
0: LVO, but that's yeah. that's not as big as Adepticon, right? That's in comparison.
2: That was like a warm-up.
0: Yeah. yeah, but also <laughs> what they
1: did at LVO, maybe I'm mistaken, but it looked like they did an in-studio thing that they presented on a large screen.
0: Oh, like yeah. it didn't that's look true. like it
1: was an in person thing. Meanwhile, right, I right. think Adepticon is they going, to, going be to be in- there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we know at least one person from Give Workshop's going to be there. Yeah, right. Unless, unless we're having drinks on Zoom, but whatever. <laughs> uh so yeah, no, I'm hopeful. Yeah. As am I. And even if, like, the cool preview isn't a cool uh, turnip preview, because, I mean, maybe, maybe we're past that at that point. Who knows? Yeah. Um, it's still going to no, be cool. Like, no, it's it's always great. great. Yeah.
0: No matter what it is, it'll be exciting. Well, wait, no. Caveat. <laughs> mm,
1: yes. There yes. is there is no <laughs> chance that they're going to come out the gate with a little video, a little preview, and then, like, be silent for a little bit on stage while we drink in what we just saw. And they go... Imperial gods, and <laughs> like everybody's gonna lose their mind. I'm gonna, gonna go, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm going to
0: bar. Hey, <laughs> hey it, it, it could be worse. They could play the video, and the Lord of the Rings theme comes on. And they say, I that's mean, right, that's right. It is cool. I have
2: no interest in that game, but that new model but, is
0: pretty cool. And I was trying to figure out something I can do with it. <laughs> Welcome to our Lord of the Rings preview. Uh,
1: <laughs> to to the whole
2: thing evaporates. There is one guy, and he is very excited.
1: <laughs> yeah, because He's
0: to like, his blog I'm, and... I'm happy. Lord of the Ring people oh, are happy. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> they, uh, I mean, I think you know we talked about this before. Lord of the Rings, they buy, they buy everything, and all their miniatures look everything. fantastic. And then they, there's are just that. It's not. They use them for other things. Well, or, I mean, they're, I know some, I know some people that they, they, you know, there's two people that they collect everything and they play together and they have a great time. It's just, it didn't catch on, I think, as, once the movies were gone, it didn't quite catch on as they hoped it
2: would. Yeah. uh, Father Adrian, who was a regular at my store, uh, bought everything, everything all the time, and then couldn't find anybody to play with. And so he did just start running, I forget what the name of it is, but it's basically like a, a very, uh a very model and map heavy RPG mm-hmm. running it for people and using all of his Lord go. of the Rings models. That's
0: not, that's great. I mean um Oh yeah. They definitely they fit in into that fantasy genre and like, you know, it's sort of hard to fit Warhammer or Age of Sigmar stuff now into that stuff. So Yeah. And uh, our final GW forty k update is is they updated the autark data sheet for the recently released Eldari Codex, which was nice. Let's use all the models they produced for it, including the classic ones, which will be made to order for a little while. Um, you know, not a big deal, but I guess enough people complain that they decide to do it. I I like
1: how this happened
0: yeah
1: because I mean, i'm not gonna say there wasn't a bunch of really angry whiny people but generally speaking like the complaints were reasonable and oh yeah sure. like a lot of people went hey this is the cover and this is a data sheet and i can't make what's on the cover that's not cool <laughs> and it, like it, it was the civil conversation
0: that gave result and i like that <laughs> i want to i want more of this i did yeah. i found it amusing right so they they updated the data sheet that so like you can make any option you want from the kit and use the classic models which they'll put up for for you know temporary made to order so you can get them and then everybody was like well what about all this other stuff that you don't have a model for that i want to do
2: and it's like all right calm down yeah yeah i mean come on guys give up. a break <laughs> <laughs> always you, a thing man, like, yeah yeah walk away
0: yeah it's
2: you won this one remember <laughs>
1: yeah I, oh here's here's
0: an inch, but what about the foot? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but I think you're right. they went about it a great way. They just said, yep, you know, we probably should have done this before, and here it is. so very nice, very easy uh, I did as a side note catch up on all the Warhammer TV stuff um
2: I uh so the 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 Roku app disappeared for about a week. It should be back now, and I did get pretty upset about that there was apparently a problem with an update uh but reports are that you can now re-download it and it'd be no.
0: fine did that, did uh, that so, tell you guys
1: uh, that i watched um angels of death
0: i watched the whole thing again too i watched it from the beginning um but yeah i, I uh what'd you think did you like it uh no i i really liked it Good. i i like the
1: characters um he, he the thing like I've read precious few Black Library books just because, like, my reading habits are—they're um, very scattershot. Like, I read a lot of different things and different genres. So, going into sci-fi and specifically IP, like an IP-specific sci-fi genre, I can't read the entire library. Um, but I've read a handful of books, and one of my favorite has always been uh, *Death of Integrity*, which is. <clears throat> blisteringly similar to, Devil, to <laughs> angels yeah. of death like thematically and it has some like you you've got the <laughs> you've got everything like you've got a uh a, a blood angel's successor chapter and you've got some mechanicums and there's the big, the big bad guy is a patriarch, and you've got like these brothers that are fighting together, and they're stranded, and like every like there's so many thematically similar things <laughs> that if you if someone says yeah we we kind of took inspiration from that book because it's a good one like yeah okay fine I get it but yeah all that to say I I really liked it like the animation is really neat the uh, obviously the storyline is is fun I like that there's uh, maybe a wider variety of characters in this one. Mm-hmm. It good. I mean,
2: they, they made me care about space marines, which
1: is Go no theory. small feat. <laughs> so, I, I can't talk about it. I don't want to spoil anything, but I was bummed. At, mm-hmm. uh, right, like, mm-hmm. I mean, this he is a war thing. Yeah, of course he was. He was mine, too. <laughs> and. I like that they – like, that character and a few others kind of break certain stereotypes. Yes. Like, one of the things I like – and this goes kind of counter to what a lot of people seem to want Space Marines to be – is the Space Marines in this story, while they're very competent, very capable fighters, even though some of them are supposed to be afflicted by the Black Rage or whatever – none of them are hyper-aggressive. Like, they are trained, disciplined, competent fighters. And, I like, this makes me like Space Marines more than the idea that, yeah, these are superhuman monster tanks that just kill everything. Right. None of that is true. Like, they're all very, like, it's, and and I like kind of, like, that return to it that they did with with, uh, Angels of Death, but also that short animation that they just put out um about the the armoring of a space yeah. oh yeah like really like laying it on thick about the ceremony and everything
2: i there were a lot of comments it's... that were like oh well it's the religious stuff is a little over the top and i was like what, game you, you what game are, you, playing?
0: are <laughs> you new here do you just play the game and not actually read any of the codex because
1: uh <laughs> what, are you or, new? Have, or have you not looked at the malls that you're painting like they <laughs> all like even yeah. the most Plain-looking Space Marine now is festooned in
0: religious icon iconography. <laughs> Do you just look at the profile, not on the bottom of every page in your codex? It has like a religious quote about the Emperor. Yeah. Well, <laughs>
1: my my thought is that these are people who only download the uh, the pirated rules. Pirated. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. The
0: the, yeah, the order
1: the order stripped down uh, recasts of models <laughs> that don't have as many details. So, like, all of this is news to them. <laughs>
0: Did you watch um, Exodite? The Exodite at all? Of course, they're Tao. Yeah, I. And this is a little bit of a spoiler, guys. If you haven't watched out there, um, but I, I was plug laughing. Plug your when... ear,
1: Plug your ears and go na <laughs> yeah. na 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 for two I, <laughs> minutes.
0: I I actually laughed when they were trying to take on those Titans. I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> it, I mean, it was. I thought it was funny.
1: I hmm. I don't want to say too much negative things but those here's the thing about the Titans that I disliked I, and this is me I'm speaking completely out of turn I'm not a director I sh- should never be allowed to direct anything but I feel that Titans of that size should not be something that surprises an army as it walks through
0: clouds and <laughs> oh, into yeah. the battlefield Yeah, it, they definitely they did should... that trope right but
1: yeah and then there's a second one <laughs> but yeah. here's the way i would do it i would just have them be in the background of every shot as a looming presence because yeah. i feel that that's what they would be on the
0: battlefield like
1: right,
2: so every we, time you look up might not notice it
0: because it just seems like yeah you're down out at, of
2: the background
0: yeah you're down at the you know the ground level and there's just something slowly in the background moving along and Behind a little bit of the haze, and you don't really notice it.
1: Yeah, every two or three seconds, you hear kind of like the boom of defeat, like yeah. very, very low, very bassy. And then you, uh, basically, and then like there's always something blotting out the stars in the background. Like, have it be just this shadow because it's a freaking warlord titan. Like, it should be something that you cannot look up at the sky and not see. Yeah instead of just like supplies
2: (laughs) i i had one i had one inadvertent laugh moment in uh warhammer tv which it was it was the hammer and Bolter one about the space wolves oh yeah (laughs) and and there's one part and i think it's like i I, it was a lot it was a little bit ago because it was like right when it came out but i think it's a part where like a stalactite falls
1: from yes. the top of
2: a cave, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I did laugh out loud. I was like, that was not supposed to be funny, I don't think.
0: It's like, oh, wow, the but whole I, planet really is trying to kill you.
2: But I did cackle about it.
0: I actually, I finished watching Cameron Bolt or Chew because I had stopped right before the Sisters one when I watched it before. Oh, the I, Sisters one was good. Yeah, that was really good. I the
2: Bound the Bound for Glory is still my favorite one.
0: Mm-hmm. But I'm... It's so good. Biased. <laughs> And uh, I do like uh, in the excite how they're getting to see how sort of like uh, how the tower is sort of like very, you know, they they say it's all for the greater good, but it's it's very like religious for them. Right. Because like, all these guys just died. Well, you know, it's for the greater good. So it's good. It's all right. Don't worry about it.
1: Yeah. They burned. They burned bright. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And now they're gone.
0: All right, guys, that is it for us this week. Uh, hopefully we'll see you at Adepticon. Um, either in the friendly or or just wandering around. You know, if if you recognize our voices and hear us talking, feel free to say hi. And uh, post pictures of what you've been working on for Adepticon or once the preview comes along, um, what you thought was really cool. Hopefully we'll see some neat terrain and stuff. Otherwise, we will talk to you in a couple weeks with our Adepticon recap. Thank you for listening to 40K Radio, part of the Free Buddhist Network. You can contact us via email at hosts at 40kradio.com or on the Free Buddhas Forum. Please check out the other podcasts on the Free Buddhas Network. Until next time, remember that in the grim darkness of the far future, there is only war. And cookies.